0: Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today.
1: Was Carson Wentz the right move for the Colts? The all-star starters in the NBA were named, whether we like it or not. Plus, why no MVP love for players on the NBA's best team? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports.
2: Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: We were told the Carson Wentz trade market was getting hot and heavy. That seemed to fizzle. But then on Thursday, we got the big news. The Indianapolis Colts are trading for Carson Wentz. It's a third-round pick this season and a conditional pick in 2022 that could be as high as a first-round pick. Joining us now from Locked On Colts, Evan Sidery and Evan when we look at the options that the Eagles had, this seems like about as good as they were going to get in terms of value. Obviously, it was the most they could get. That's why they made this deal. But what was your impression of how much the Colts gave up here for a quarterback who was not good last year?
3: Yeah, like you said, really was one of the worst corrects in NFL last year was Carson Wentz. But the compensation doesn't surprise me, I guess. I mean, adding the, the conditional second-round pick, which – more than likely be a first round pick in 2022. They play 70% of their snaps and make the playoffs, or just 75% of their snaps overall. I think it just goes to shape just keeping number 21 overall, number 54 overall. in a 2020 NFL draft was very important for the Colts. They were able to add, uh, keep those picks on board, add Wentz and take that gamble, a heavy gamble at that. And I think Frank Rex really betting on them here to revive his career, how it was in 2017 when he was on board. It was going to be an MVP winner before he tore his ACL that season. I have to think Reich had a big part in this, as did Press Taylor, and Mike Rowe, two former Colts assistants who are, or two former Eagles assistants. Excuse me, who are now in the Colts staff with Frank Reich. And I think with Wentz getting his compensation from the Colts side of things isn't going to burn you that bad. A third-round pick this year really isn't going to cost cost much at all for the Colts. The first-round pick might, next year might, but if all goes well for the Colts, that's a pick in the mid to late 20s. And with how well Chris Ballard, their GM, drafts in rounds two through four it really doesn't really bother him that much.
1: Does Carson Wentz have to be 2017 Carson Wentz to make this trade worth it to you? Or can he be 2018, 2019 Wentz when he was a, a fine quarterback and, and some weeks look like a, a really good quarterback?
3: Yeah, I'd probably say 2018-19 is probably the most realistic route for them. And it probably does pay off well for the Colts because with the way this roster is built right now, you have a top 10 defense. You have an ascending young superstar running back in Jonathan Taylor. There's not going to be much pressure on any quarterback to step into the cold situation and be elite from the day one and have to really have a lot of pressure on them. This team is built well around Wentz. So he's not going to have, so to say, a lot of pressure to do like what he saw in 2017 or really have to do a lot of what we saw in Philadelphia over the last five years, just really have the team on his shoulders offensively and have to really do a lot of heavy lifting on that end. So I think if Wentz is 2018 19 version, that pays off well. 2017 will be a a massive bonus for the Colts because if you have the 2017 version of Wentz revive himself under Frank Reich that's a huge bonus and a team that's going to be a perennial contender in the AFC for years to come if that were to happen.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbole to say if they get the 2017 version of Wentz this can
3: be a Super Bowl team. Oh, absolutely. I think they're if that happens they're a top three team in the AFC for sure.
1: The NBA All-Star starters were named whether the players want the game to move forward or not. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money. Just for putting money in your account, it couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you will get that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
3: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: We heard from the Colts' side of the Carson Wentz trade. What is the reaction like in Philly? You know it will not be docile. Here's Locked On Eagles host, Louis DiBiase.
2: The Carson Wentz era officially came to an end on Thursday after the Eagles' blockbuster trade with the Colts The Eagles actually get back pretty good value, a 2021 third round draft pick and a 2022 conditional second that becomes a first if Carson Wentz plays either 75% of the snaps or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. But that's not the story today. The story is the complete organizational failure to build around Carson Wentz. And that starts with general manager Howie Roseman. When you talk about the pressure added on Carson's shoulders with a talentless offense, but also you look at the backups that Howie brought in that Wentz had to look over his shoulder about. Jalen Hurts drafted in the second round. I think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. But it wasn't just that, it was the individual injuries Wentz suffered, it was the injuries this roster suffered, decimated with over the last three years. And then you also look at the other backup that Wentz had to prove to the city he could be just as good as when Nick Foles won a Super Bowl for this team in 2017 and another deep run in 2018. It was a culmination of a million different things that just added to the pressure on Wentz's shoulders. And so now we're thinking throughout history now, what could have been with Wentz and Philly They're going to have to find their new quarterback. Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it a sixth overall pick? Time will tell, but the Wentz era only lasted five years in Philly, and that's tough because I think Carson was the most talented quarterback in Eagles history.
1: It's tough to win when it's two against one. No Anthony Davis for the Lakers, no Kevin Durant for the Nets, but the Nets still have Kyrie Irving and James Harden as they beat LA 109-98. The Lakers may have lost, but LeBron James hit yet another milestone. In the first half, James became the third player in league history to reach 35,000 points, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Karl Malone. Abdul-Jabbar tops the all-time scoring list with 38,387 points with Malone at 36,928. As it stands this season, James needs a little more than 3,300 points to catch Kareem in every season of his career. James has scored at least 1,500 points and has gone over 2,000 in a season 10 times. Luke Garza scored 30, Joe Weisskamp had 17, and number 11, Iowa, pulled away to beat number 21, Wisconsin, 77-62 on Thursday night. Garza raised his nation-leading average up to 24.7 points, making 11 of 19 shots, including four of six from deep, while grabbing eight rebounds. Freshman Keegan Murray had 12 rebounds for the Hawkeyes
0: is another story you need to know
1: the nba all-star game will go on as planned despite some of the star players expressing reservations about playing the game joining me now from rejecting the stream adam stanko and adam adam silver the other adam in the nba said that he felt like playing the all-star game was the right thing to do was it
0: i'm going back and forth on this i i Obviously, I I care deeply about the idea that we need to worry about safety and set a good example for the general public. And it certainly feels like a money grab for the league. Uh, But I reached out to someone who's in sales, not directly for the NBA, but they are involved in some NBA sales. And they said the all-star game in a typical year is generating about one hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue. Wow. obviously you think about this year's festivities all taking place in one day with the dunk contest and three-point shooting and and the all-star game all in one day um they're cutting down on all of that but it's still going to be a significant chunk and you think about all the money the league is losing in revenue because of these empty arenas and there's a lot to make up but at the same time this idea of a quarantine for a week the players are certainly unhappy about I, i reach out to one coach and and he said he thinks that they should vote. And if the players want to go, they go. And if not, they they don't. But I've gone back and forth. I would pretty much put it in the players' hands and say, hey, guys, it's, it's whatever you want to do.
1: We got the announcement about the, the starters. They've changed the format of all of this. And that part of it is interesting to me. So let me ask you about that. Do we, if we're going to go to the you know, backyard, I want this guy, I want this guy kind of setup, which by the way, I think is awesome. I think it's really fun. Do we need positions? And do we need conferences?
0: Yeah, I'm, It's a great question. I, I think you go one way or the other, I think it should just be wide open. And we say, Hey, we have captains, they make the selections. Um, But I've had issues with all types of the ways that they handle all-star selections on the whole. I mean, if you think, (laughs) if you think about it, really like we leave it up, we we say that we're going to put it in the fans, the fans hands. Well, the, the fans, you know, the, the, their selections are always off the mark. And then you say, well, okay, well the players are going to get it right. And there was an interesting stat that said 310 different players received votes from players to be all-star <laughs> starters this year. I mean, you know, when we're talking about, I mean, that's got to be over half the league that, that that's got an all-star starter vote be from from a player either themselves or or you know someone else that uh that agreed to do it for them. So, you know, look, you can't trust the players, you can't trust the fans to make these selections and why that even the selection part matters. I mean, it matters in terms of your contracts. It matters in terms, you know, special kickers. And then it also matters, of course, in terms of guys' legacy. We, we often refer back to how many all-star games a guy made. But in terms of how they, they put the teams together, um, I, I've liked it, the draft setup and the, and the draft format. It's been fun. But in a weird way, Peter, I feel like all the fun's all been – taken out of this game anyway yeah. uh, with the way that it's sort of set up and so I know they're still going to try to do the Elam ending and all but to me we've, we sort of zap the fun from the game and it'll be interesting to see if we get any competitive juices once, once the ball's actually tipped.
1: Why no MVP love for the players on the NBA's best team? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not? When you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and yet they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life nothing holds a candle to built bar they truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com
0: agree or disagree
1: this is the cue of the day We've been talking all week about the NBA MVP. And earlier this week, I said to Anthony Oren over at Locked On Lakers that you can't make the case for LeBron James as the best player on the best team because he doesn't have the best team. That title belongs to the Utah Jazz. So, do they have a player with an MVP case? Joining me now, David Locke from Locked On Jazz. David, I will put the question to you that simply The Jazz, who have been the best team in the league this year, do they have a player? worthy of MVP consideration?
4: I think they do. The easy answer for most people is Donovan Mitchell. But let me change the paradigm of your thinking for a second. Peter Bukowski, if there's an NBA game with 90 offensive possessions, how many defensive possessions are there? 90. The same. So the best defensive player in the entire league should be thought of in somewhat of the same ilk as the best offensive player in the entire league. Rudy Gobert is unquestionably the most dominating defensive player in the league. The jazz are the number two defense in the league. They're the only team in the NBA that's in the top 10 at denying shots at the rim and denying threes. Why? Cause Rudy sits at the rim and everybody else hugs to three point shooters cause Rudy sits at the rim. They're the only team in the NBA that can defend both the rim and the three point shot. Because of one guy. they The numbers are astronomical when you look at Rudy Gobert. Opposing players are shooting 40% when Rudy Gobert is the closest defender. 40%. Well, he can't guard on the perimeter. Players are shooting 30% from three when Rudy Gobert is the closest defender. Last year, Rudy Gobert was the number one isolation defender in the NBA. And you know how many points Joel Embiid scored against Rudy Gobert last week? None. Cuz he had back <laughs> soreness after playing 8 games straight and then playing the next night. I'm just saying,
1: I get it. I get it. And and I was looking at the his net rating. His net rating is not just the best number of his career. He's a he's a plus 15 net rating. It's like by far the best number of his career. He's, he has, he's having his best defensive rebounding season of his career by rebounding percentage. I understand the defensive arguments, David, but when you have Joel Embiid, who is doing what he's doing on the offensive end of the floor and is a pretty good defensive player too, right? How do you reconcile having someone like Gobert who can't create offense for himself?
4: He cannot create offense for himself, except for the fact that he leads the league in dunks and maybe that's not creating an offense for yourself in the same way, but for all the three-point shots we see in this league, a coach will take a dunk over a three every single time. And if every big man in the league could dunk the way Rudy Gobert can, then they would, but they can't. So while he cannot create offense himself, He can create offense. The idea that he is an offensive liability is the most short-sighted, absurd thing I've seen. The Utah Jazz are the fourth best offense in the NBA. His offensive rating when he's on the floor is a 119.4. It would be the greatest offense in the history of the NBA if it held for a whole season. You cannot be an offensive liability when you're on the floor and your team is a 119.4. He leads the league in dunks. The Jazz get 45% of their shots as threes. Why? Because the first thing that every defense has to do is take away Rudy's roll to the rim, which allows the Jazz to start pinging the ball around and then use their other strengths. But when you build the defense to stop the Jazz, the first thing you better stop is Rudy dunking. Because last time I checked, that's about 100% shooting.
1: And finally, the weather in Texas has caused millions of residents to go without power and heat this week as record low temperatures stick around. Countless sporting events have been postponed and people need help. Our great friends and colleagues on Locked on Mavs and Locked on Rockets are collecting donations to help. You can find the details on Twitter at Locked on Mavs and at Locked on Rockets. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked On Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, the Nets took care of the Lakers. Can they also take down the Clippers? We'll have that next week. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.